This is the Fantasy Fast Track with Brandon Funston and Brad Evans. Ready, set, go! This is a Fantasy Fast Track podcast presented by Monkey Knife Fight. I'm Brad the Big Noise Evans, joined by Senior Fun Buns Brandon Funston. And week nine is officially underway. Well, not really for San Francisco, but certainly was for Devontae Adams and the Green Bay Packers for <laughs> the most part. Uh, with that game now long in the past, it's time to look forward to the main slate upcoming and what should be another wild and woolly amount of action on the NFL gridiron. Before we get to today's Fantasy Five, I want to address a couple of things. It's a minefield out there at the running back position right now. A lot of unexpected names that people are having to trust here in this Week 9 slate, Brandon. So rank these fringe rushers and how they stack up here against their Week 9 competition. Justin Jackson against the Las Vegas Raiders. Damian Harris on Monday night in a godforsaken game that I will have to bet on everything to have any kind of interest uh, to captivate my attention. Going up against the New York Jets. Leonard Fournette against New Orleans. Or DeAndre Swift, I should say, and against Minnesota, potentially with or without Matthew Stafford, who right now is on the COVID-19 list. So rank those four running backs in order of most fantasy impact this week. Oh, rank them. I thought I just had to choose one because I was going to say you no, had me. No, at- rank them. It uh, says it in the script. Rank them. Yeah, you had me at Justin Jackson, though. He's my number one. He's had 20 touches two of the last three games. He has a great matchup against the Raiders. He was a top 10 running back last week. He has yet to score a touchdown, but he has the helium, which I like to call it, yeah. of the passing game where he's had 13 catches in the last three games. And even uh, the one game sandwiched between his two 20-touch games uh, because of that because he only had 10 catches or 10 touches in that game, he still had five catches, 40 some uh, receiving yards, and it was good for RB27 that week. So that's yep. a pretty good floor when you're not, you know, if Anthony Lynn decides to go with a Josh Kelly hot hand randomly. But I think, you know, the other guys have issues. Leonard Fournette is kind of in the same situation. Ronald Jones could steal some thunder. Matt Patricia and his pencil, <laughs> you know, have scrawled out workload opportunities for three running backs consistently. And he has not written down DeAndre Swift 15 plus touches uh, really hardly at all, if ever. I, I'm not sure if he's reached that threshold yet this year, but I'll go. I'm going to go Justin Jackson. I actually think Damian Harris, uh, even though he's not using the passing game, is my number two. Leonard Fournette, three, and DeAndre Swift, four. I'd say these guys are all very tight, though. Good call on this grouping. Uh, Thank you very much. I will take a bow on that one. Damn, that dull, stubby pencil. That just ticks me off of Matt Patricia. And again, I'm talking about the one behind his ear, folks. Don't put your mind in the gutter there. Uh, I'm with you on Justin Jackson. Again, you look at Vegas, 4.82 yards per carry, 149.6 total yards per game, nine total touchdowns, six most fantasy points, a lot of the running back position. Check. Damien Harris, I think there's a really good shot at least at 60-plus yards and a touchdown against those puddle jumpers. But I'm going to go Swift and then Fournette. I got a gut feeling Swift's role will grow. At least I'm cautiously optimistic it will. With Kenny Galladay unlikely to play, now we hope it's going to be Stafford and not Chase Daniel, who I just found out yesterday was the backup at Detroit, thanks to your intrepid reporting. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I'm fingers and toes crossed that Swift will get at least you know 12 to 15 touches. It's long overdue. We should be getting that every single week. He is the most explosive component of this running back room for the Detroit Lions. State the stat line, Brandon. 
What does Antonio Brown do in his Bucks debut under the primetime lights in the touchdown Super Bowl between Brady and Breeze, of course, vying for the record? Ah, uh, yes. I just went through this exercise at The Athletic for our, our fantasy football roundtable. That was one of the questions. What would Antonio Brown's stat line be? Uh, I'm officially on the record for 11.2 half PPR points, uh, netting out with six catches, Ooh. 82, 82 yards. Whoa! Zero touchdowns. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to be far more modest in my receptions and receiving yards total in terms of my projection. Now, this is also a contention on whether or not Chris Godwin's going to play. Uh, if Chris Godwin is officially out, I'll probably be aggressive like you in the catches and yards category. But right now, three for 35 and a touchdown. Sound familiar? Yeah. It's pretty much exactly yeah. what he did with Brady previously in New England when they had the the one half or really one quarter of play together in Miami a little while back. So that's what I well, see. Well, listen, you, you're, you're going to net out about the same amount of half PPR fantasy points. And I'm guessing you got him ranked uh, somewhere between 25 and 30 at wide receiver this I week. I have him right at wide receiver 24. Yeah, so I'm kind of – I mean, you talked about running back being a minefield. The wide receiver position just shallows out so quickly, and you start – once you get into that wide receiver three range, it's like, ugh, you know? So I was like, man, Antonio Brown, he's right in the middle of the 20s for me this week, and I'm you know, I'm exercising caution, but we know who Antonio Brown is. We know Tom Brady loves him. We know those guys you know, will just – I'm sure they'll click right away like they did last year in the one game. Yep. So. Yep, I think you can feel good about him. Yeah, turn that frown upside down and start Antonio Brown. And look, if you want to get on any of the props action for specific players, all your favorite stars, do it right now at monkeynightfight.com. It's a DFS game. It's just you against the house, not against lineup accumulators at other DFS sites. And it's just more or less over under on receiving yards, on rushing yards, on touchdowns, on fantasy points. And we sign up with the promo code F. FTN. Again, promo code FTN. You get a free $5 game on the house as a new user. Go there now at monkeynightfight.com. Let's dive into it on Friday's Fantasy Five. Number five. All right, let's start things off here with DJ Chark. Uh, it's going to be chum in the water for him this week and a premium matchup against the Houston Texans. So he's got Jake Luton, Tootin, Rootin, Shootin, uh, the rookie out of Oregon State under center. It's four and a half receptions here, Brandon. It's kind of an aggressive number, but you know what? I'm going to take the over. Uh, I think Luton's going to surprise. You know, I was shopping around, checking out some of the other player props that were out there. I'm seeing them in the low 240s right now at the various sports books. So, you know, the algorithms, a lot of the odds makers, they've got confidence that Luton can have some success against this Houston secondary. And why not? Because Houston's one of the worst secondaries in the league, one of the worst collective defenses in the league. I think Luton is going to try to force feed his playmakers to establish a rhythm early. They could be playing from behind. This game's got a lot of shootout appeal with a total in the 50s. And I think Chark, uh, who seemed to be at times forgotten about by Gardner Minshew, I think he's going to be lined up early and often. So give me five catches, 60 yards, and a possible touchdown for him. I think he's a wide receiver three through and through here in week nine. Fade or follow my over four and a half catches for DJ Chark. Uh, I'm going to fade. Uh, he's been under this for five, uh, four or six games. I think the first game of a sixth-round rookie, you should err on the side of caution um, and not go onto the side of of where DJ Chark hasn't been uh, on average yeah. this year. So 
listen, and, and the one thing about Houston is, yeah, they got some they got some issues on the defensive side. They still have J.J. Watt. They still average over three sacks per game um, overall. So they'll get pressure on Luton, and he's, I mean, you know, that's a little bit of being thrown into the fire when you got to face J.J. Watt in your first game. So we'll see how he handles that pressure. But I think four, three, four is right where uh, D.J. Chark ends up. All right, Chark, chomp down on the competition to get me the W. Number four. All right, moving on. Let's go to Chase Claypool and the mother of all matchups facing the Dallas Cowboys. 57 and a half receiving yards. I think this is actually an excellent total. Uh, I mean, Dallas has got all kinds of problems. They have been somewhat respectable against the pass. You worry about game flow getting out of hand completely in this contest, but, you know, Chase Claypool could do this on just a couple of catches. Given his explosiveness, given his high A dot. Uh, and his ability just to stretch defenses. So, you know what? I'm going to take the over here. I have Claypool ranked uh, inside my wide receiver two class here in 12-team leagues this week. And a half point PPR setting. I actually got him at wide receiver 17, Brandon, because I am very confident he is going to be probably in the upper 50s, lower 60s when this is all said and done. And I think he finds the end zone as well. Now, we'll see what version of Deontay Johnson shows up. We'll see if Deontay Johnson can actually survive maybe two and a half quarters because it seems like he always gets dinged and then he exits stage left and it leaves me just, you know, cold and frustrated. So hopefully Claypool can take advantage. A big weekend for Notre Dame, you might have heard his alma mater is playing Clemson. Uh, so I think he's going to channel all of that and really just explode onto the field for the Pittsburgh Steelers this weekend against Little D. Fade or follow my over 57 and a half receiving yards of the rookie, formerly a member of the Fighting Irish. Yeah, well, I think the problem here is the quarterbacks aren't getting rich on Dallas. And I think the big issue is you look at the last three weeks where no quarterbacks gone for more than 100 or last four games our last three games, uh, no quarterback's gone for more than 194 yards. Uh, Dallas has like 22 points in those three games combined, so they're averaging about a touchdown per game. Pittsburgh gets a lead. That's going to limit the passing volume. I think Chase Claypool has a better chance of scoring a touchdown than he does of getting over this number, especially if Deontay Johnson is all the way healthy. He plays a full game. Typically, Deontay Johnson is going to lead this team in volume in terms of targets. Juju Smith's going to get his, and Chase Claypool likely to have to make big plays, as you mentioned, uh, to get over this number. But I think it's going to be conservative second half, going to limit the volume of the passing. And for that reason – Give me the fade. All right, rapid fire head-to-head. Just give me a one-word answer. Uh, Claypool or Justin Jefferson? Justin Jefferson. I got Jefferson. Claypool or DJ Moore? I got DJ Moore. I got Claypool one spot higher. Claypool or Brandon Cooks? Uh, oh, I got Claypool one spot higher. Uh, I've got Claypool two spots higher than Brandon Cooks, but it's all so close. Splash! Into the clay pool. Number three. All right, let's move on to the running back position. How about Melvin Gordon? Uh, looking, getting closer anyway to a 50-50 timeshare, it seems like, with Philip Lindsay, who did practice on a limited basis. Looks like he's training in the right direction despite the toes. Uh, 12 and a half fantasy points against Atlanta. I'm taking the under 
here, Brandon, on this one. Again, Lindsey is getting a considerable amount of run. He's actually run more efficiently than Melvin Gordon has the last couple of weeks. And you look at Atlanta, you've you've been a champion of this. You've been waving this flag time and time again saying, hey, you know, the Falcons aren't that bad defensively against the run, and the numbers bear that out. 3.67 yards per carry, just 111.6 total yards per game. Surrender to the running back position, the 11th fewest fantasy points allowed. Gordon, secondary analytics, uh, not too shabby with a 3-plus yak per attempt. He's forced a missed tackle 20.2% of the time, but again, that specter looms, and its name is Lindsey. Unless he scores a touchdown, he's not going to get anywhere close to this, and I'm not willing to roll the dice that he crosses a chalk. So give me the under 12.5 fantasy points for Uncle Melvin. Fade or follow? Oh, this is tough. I think this is a good number. And I think, you know, as, as good as Atlanta's been at stopping the run, running backs have success in the in the air against them. And, and we know that they prefer Melvin Gordon in the passing game over Philip Lindsay. So Gordon's averaging 13 and a half. Half PPR points. I think the receiving game gets him there. I will say he is just ever so slightly over. I have him ranked, I think, RB24, RB25 this week. All right, let's do an impromptu head-to-head, rapido style. Melvin Gordon or Le'Veon Bell? Uh, Melvin Gordon by one spot. Uh, considerable higher uh, for me on – considerably higher for me on Le'Veon Bell. What about Melvin Gordon or J.K. Dobbins? Oh, considerably higher for me on J.K. Dobbins. A hundred percent J.K. Dobbins. Last one, I think you and I are going to be congruent on this one. Melvin Gordon or Antonio Gibson? <laughs> I have Antonio Gibson in my top ten this week. Atta boy, atta boy. I got him right there on the cusp of the top ten at RB11. Number two. All right, let's work at a quarterback here. How about Derek Carr? Get out of my dreams. Do, 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 do. Get in Derek's car. Get in Derek's car. I could just keep going on and on. 275.5 pass yards. Uh, I'm taking the over here, Brandon. I, I think this is going to be one of Derek Carr's finer performances. And I know you're a car apologist, so I know you're going to be in agreement with me on this one. You look at the Chargers, they've really struggled, come a bit unraveled defending the pass your last few games. They've got a 263.6 pass yards per game, two passing touchdowns per game, six most fantasy points to the quarterback position. They're inside the top 15, most air yards per game allowed as well. You know, just gloss over what happened last week with Carr because Mother Nature is wreaking havoc in Cleveland. He is QB4 in adjusted completion percentage this season. He's QB1 in deep ball passer rating with a 139.6 mark. I, you know, like I said, at minimum, I think it's like 276 yards, two to three touchdowns. But I think he gets over 300, and I think it's going to be another multi-TD game. I think he's inside. I mean, he is inside my QB top 12 this week in a game that's got a lot of shootout appeal. So fade or follow the over 275.5 pass yards for the Raiders QB. Yeah, I mean, before that wind and uh, rain and, and just weather game last week against Cleveland where he had 111 yards, uh, he was on an absolute roll. You look at his yards totals uh, the previous weeks, 284, 347, 311, 261, 284, all those coming with multiple touchdown passes. I think he's a fantastic play. You look at the defense, fifth most or fourth most fantasy points allowed to the quarterback position. And you, I know you love seeing that six six runs for forty one yards last night from <laughs> yeah. or la- last week from Carr as well. So I'm with you. I'll take the over here. I can. This is one I can agree with you on, and I think he's a fantastic play. I have him ranked at the very back of my QB one class this week. Yeah, he's been a sneaky rusher this season. I mean, he's getting yeah. like 15, 20 yards seems like every week. Uh, all right, El Rapido head ahead, Derek Carr, Lamar Jackson. 
Uh, I am just uh, a couple spots up with Lamar Jackson. I got Derek Carr one spot ahead. Derek Carr, Big Ben. I have Big Ben down the mid-teens. Again, I think that could uh, – you look at the quarterbacks against Dallas, they've been in the mid-20s in terms of pass attempts. I think Ben Roethlisberger lands there, limits his ceiling. Uh, I got uh, Derek Carr there as well. Derek Carr or TB12? TB12. Yeah, I got him one spot ahead. I got Carr at nine this week. Aggressive. Rev the engine with the Raider. Number one. All right, last one. Oh, God, let's uh, let's try to – figure out and decipher the what is really an indecipherable mess right now hot hand we love all three guys make up your damn mind frank reich try the taylor 52 and a half rush yards i gotta take the under here brandon because it could turn into a hot hand situation again and that hot hand could belong to jordan wilkins who has been the more efficient running back with a 3.35 yak per attempt 30.8 missed tackle rate compared to jonathan taylor who is 9.3 in terms of missed tackle percentage and a hideous 2.10 yak per attempt. Taylor practiced in full, so he is going to be good to go. You also have Naheem Hines in there, but he also got a matchup against the Ravens, who have allowed the third fewest fancy points to the running back position this season. I want nothing to do with Taylor. I'm outside my top 24 this week. I prefer Wilkins of the two, but it's anyone's best guess. Again, who's got to have all the infinity, infinity stones in this backfield. So, fade or follow my under- 52 and a half rush yards of the rookie out of the University of Wisconsin. Yeah, he wasn't really even blowing this number away when he was healthy, didn't have the ankle issue. And we don't know how severe that is. There's not been a lot of uh, reporting on on how he's doing with that, but we know it's a something. But you look at before, you know, before Jordan Wilkins came on in week eight, the games before that when Jonathan Taylor was the undisputed number one guy, he was getting 60, 57, 68, 59 rushing yards. Um, I think Jordan Wilkins absolutely has played himself into the mix. And if you throw in the tough defense and you throw in a little bit of an ankle issue, all of that is going to lead me to follow you on the under here. Ah, you're a smart man. And, yes, I'd rather have Justin Jackson ahead of him, Damian Harris, Leonard Fournette, DeAndre Swift, all the guys that we discuss at the top of today's episode. And that is a wrap on this edition of the Fantasy Fast Track. Follow Funston on Twitter at Brandon Funston and his excellent work at The Athletic. Follow me at Noisy Huevos and check out FTN Fantasy, FTN Daily, and FTNBets.com for all of your fantasy sports and sports betting content needs. Use that promo code Evans, E-V-A-N-S. Get 10% off your subscription today. Drop us a rating and a review, would you kindly? Best of luck in week number nine. And until next time... Adios!